Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Your hosts are Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Gisela. All right. Well, Happy New Year. I think there's uh, some background noise, so hopefully we can get that corrected. But Happy New Year to all our listeners. This is Ken Roshan and... Gisela Gonzalez. Hey, Gisela. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ken. We have never, some amazing guests over here. Yeah, I've never said this to you before, but I haven't seen you since last year. <laughs> I agree with you. It's been a long time. And we're probably not going to see each other until next year, if you may, because all of these, you know, craziness contracting clients and lovely cancer popped up. And we're going to be speaking today all about how Gisela is not going to allow cancer to... Uh, put our business down. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who's our sponsors and how we're going to kick these cancers ass. Well, I think I'll start off with CEO Space International because they have been a, a real partner in helping us bring some of the best guests in the nation. Swag Dog is, of course, our, our partner for our garments. And our featured sponsor for the show is We Will Survive Cancer. And I'd also like to say Gisela Gonzalez, who is helping with so many of the, the back-end events that we do. So I'd like to announce our, our guests today. They are Gayla Bynum, Greg Babcock, and Reverend Patricia, or Trish, Figuccio. Did I say it good? Was that good or what? That was pretty good. You never mess up Italian name, I'll tell you what. So I'm excited about this show, first of all, because it's the first show, it's the first show of the year. And secondly, the theme is wellness. And... You never know or how much you have a great life until your wellness or your health is affected, and then we know that we've taken it for granted. So we're starting off the year with the right message, be well, and for those that are challenged with wellness, that we have some really inspirational people on this, uh, this radio show that are going to uh, inspire you and, and share some great information on how you can overcome what you might be going through. So Gayla, I'd like to start with you. Um, We've known each other for a couple years now, and you've become really our top cause that we focus on. And I'll tell you that the big reason why we do that is, first of all, your leadership. Secondly, the people you surround yourself with. And third, you are, unlike so many other causes, you're extremely active in the DMV, the District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia area, and making sure people know that your message is serious. We Will Survive Cancer uh, is, is a great title because you're actually identifying people that have cancer and you're going to sponsor them, you're going to encourage them, you're going to inspire them, you're going to give to them to, to make sure they beat that battle. So uh, thank you, first of all, from Amplified, Giselle and myself, for what you do to make the community better and, and for making this a, a focus and a cause for yourself. Thank you, Ken, and Happy New Year, Ken and Gisela and Greg and uh, Reverend Faguccio. I um, am very happy to be on this program and to be able to uh, spread the message of We Will Survive Cancer. Um, as you know, uh, we just published a book, um, Don't Waste My Cancer. Yes, and, and you're the cause of it, Ken. Well, thank I'm you. I'm very I'll... proud of it. 
it's a beautiful book, and I don't want to go there yet. I actually want to go into what caused you to lead this cause, to be the champion for this, uh, this, this foundation, this organization. Uh, in 2005, my daughter-in-law, Michelle Bynum, was uh, diagnosed with advanced stage 3 breast cancer. And she should have been diagnosed when she was uh, a year and a half before that. Uh, she was pregnant, and the doctor told her that because of uh, her pregnancy and the changes her body was going through, that, that everything was normal, don't worry about it, and besides, you're too young to have cancer. So my grandson, Reed, was born in 2004, and uh, uh, 14 months later, um, the lump had grown in Michelle and to the point that it was hard and, and very large. And so she went back to the doctor and begged him for a mammogram, and he was like, yeah, trying to, very off-putting to her, but said, okay, I will give you a prescription, but the text will last because you're too young. So her diagnosis uh, showed that she was advanced stage 3 breast cancer by then. And well, so, um, I can, so I can hear you better, Gayla. I'm going to just encourage all the other uh, listeners, uh, all the other call-ins to mute their phones just so we can focus on what you're saying. So continue. Thank oh. you. Okay. Um, so she was diagnosed. Reed, my grandson, was 14 months old when she was diagnosed. And um, that was in September of 2005. And it, Michelle was a very, very bright-spirited young lady. And, um, and so instead of... Uh, going into the Oh, Woe is Me pro uh, program, she decided that uh, she was going to become a warrior. And she and her family and a lot of friends st uh, started walking in the Cohen uh, race in uh, Austin, Texas. In the five and a half years that she lived after that, she raised over $125,000 for cancer. That first two months, she raised 20000 And... Um, she was always uh, very inspirational, make, uh, cracking jokes when her hair got shaved and, and she lost all of her hair. She had a hat, they had a hat party for her and she modeled hats and, and had everybody um, laughing. And that's the way she approached her cancer. Um, and how, we all, how old was she again? Uh, she was 33 at that time. 33. And how how many women uh, how many women have breast cancer? Uh, what's the, the incident rate? Oh my goodness! I uh, I don't have the current figures. Perhaps um, uh, Reverend Fabuccio does. I um, it's it, you know it's in the millions now. Um, but I mean, and, it's a pretty uh, high well, it's a high number out of ten, isn't it? Well, yeah. it, 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 it's a very tricky question, uh, Ken, because the, the truth is we all have cancer cells in our bodies, and that's one of the things that we, we needed to understand that. that was, as Gayla was saying, you know, she was 33, it's my age, and I now have cancer for the third time. And I, I like to say that's not my cancer because it's something that, you know, I don't want in my body, so I don't claim it. And the truth is, people will have cancer because of the way we're eating, the way we're approaching our bodies and taking care of our bodies. So sugars and acids, acids are the, the most powerful food you can feed cancer. And lacking of oxygen on your body, it's, it's, it's one of the things that a cancer can actually jump in 
and, and start feeding from the sugars and acids. And that's when, you know, stages go from zero to third and then you die. And chemo really, really won't help. But that's a, it's, it's a big story. It's a big thing. But cancer, it's really living on your body. It's the way you treat it. It's the way you treat your body that it will treat it most of the time. And bravo for that response because uh, that, it, that was a tricky question and it wasn't meant to be. So everybody yeah. is susceptible to all germs. Everyone's susceptible to the conditions in which they treat themselves. So if, if, you, if, if there's a, a flu germ or a virus around and your immune system is kicking hard and you're treating your body well, you're probably not going to be as susceptible to that virus. And, and it goes the same with if you have an acidic uh, pH value in your body versus a basic value in your body, you are make, you're giving a, an opportunity for the cancers that are already in your body to thrive. So thank you, Giselle. That was brilliant. So um, what, was, uh, what was the next step when you had your loss? What, was, what caused the, the movement? Then well, uh, Michelle uh, had a mastectomy and radiation treatment and uh, chemo. The chemo obviously broke down her immune system. Uh, she was so cancer-free for a year and a half. She ran a tri and, and actually performed in a triathlon. And two weeks later, she was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. So um, from then on, it was a, just a, a downhill decline until she passed away in 2011 in January. Uh, in 2009, because of the advocacy and uh, that she had done for Komen, they made her a sponsor, uh, she, uh, not sponsor, but the spokesperson for Komen Austin. And in 2009, she came to Washington, and uh, we had a couple of fundraisers for her because we were going to try to help her raise money for it. And in that process, um, a lot of my friends met her, and they were like, you know, we want to, we will give money to her cause, but we really would like to sponsor and have you start an organization here that we could work with. So that's how we got started um, and became We Will Survive Cancer. We started, uh, our designation uh, happened in August of 2009, our 501c3. And how hard was that to set up? Um. I have a brilliant friend, Ginger Vujic, and um, she actually filed the paperwork. And, um, I mean, they came back with a couple of questions, but for the most part, it was, uh, for her, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard. A lot of people do um, hire attorneys to get their 501c3, but um, we, we were lucky to have her, and she's a founding member of We Will Survive Cancer. And what do you attribute your success to how it's thrived? The work we do. I mean, we say uh, we raise money, and I would say 90%, uh, 95% of our money goes to the families that um, that we support. And we don't have, uh, you know, we're always in need of money. Uh, our big effort is at Christmas, which we just finished this year. And um, we were able to supply families, I think it was 21, and uh, had a big gift wrapping party for them, and the gifts were delivered, and we've received some beautiful thank you notes from people saying, we wouldn't have had Christmas, our children wouldn't have had Christmas if it wasn't for We Will Survive Cancer. So Michelle's had uh, quite a ripple effect on yes. her, 
her life and then her after. Yeah. I, I'm in awe of what you've accomplished. And we talk on a pretty regular basis and you share some of your challenges and yet you never quit. Uh, can you just share with the audience some of the challenges you've had to overcome? Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, embezzlement of money. Um, we've had uh, somebody that came in and somehow got a, a copy of our debit card, and and so it wasn't just one but two people that charged. Um, in uh, just a, an enormous amount of money to our account. Fortunately, our uh, treasurer and vice chair found it and was able to... Um, go back to the bank and, and show them that these uh, items that were <clears throat> electronic items and uh, baby things that were not purchases that we had made. Um, but, um, you know, there, there are just challenges. There's so much uh, graft up uh, in, in there now. And um, so that's, that, I would say that's the big thing. Raising money, it's, it's real hard to raise money because um, uh, the economy and the people, a lot of people don't have it to, to give. But we do fundraising events and, um, and uh, just try to organize and do things for the families in, in every way that we can. And how's the book made a difference so far? I know it's just came out uh, last month. Uh, the book was just um, delivered to me in December, and I've sold quite a few books individually on my own. There's a book signing uh, that uh, is has been planned on Sunday, January 10th in uh, Perkleville at the Belly Love Brewery and Tap Room, and that should be kind of fun. Uh, it's from yeah. 3 to 5. And you sent us a flyer, so we'll be posting that in the Umbrella Syndicate to encourage people to not only attend, but those that can't attend, they can certainly purchase the book from you. Yeah, they Correct? can purchase the book. And, and uh, there, our website, www.wewillsurvivecancer.org, um, has a, a, a space that the book can be purchased. And you would actually probably, I'm putting you on the spot here, but you'd probably be willing to sell the books in bulk to other uh, causes oh, uh, money for yeah, cancer. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, the stories are inspirational. And um, I know when we talked about this a couple of years ago, I was like, well, you know, everyone talks about doing a book, but um, actually doing it is a, is a completely new idea that I never had. But um, when we talked about it this summer, I sent out a message to just different people, and the response that I got of, of people that wanted to tell their story was unbelievable. And yeah. uh, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, I was just going to chime in that it it takes a while for a seed to to actually sprout. And when we talked about the book two years ago, it was really that I was just planting a seed in hopes that it would hurt, happen. Obviously, that year, but uh, mm-hmm. we had we had several conversations about the book and. It, it mm-hmm. took this, this summer, and what I was so impressed with was that you took action, and you know, 9 out of 10 people that say they want to do a book do not get the book done because they don't take the action, and they, they don't know what to do. They don't have the mentorship. They don't have the experience, and you really took the bull by the horns. I gave you just really a, a very finite amount of things to do, and you accomplished them in, in record speed, and you had a book pretty much first draft within two months, if I recall. Uh, it's true. That's very true. And 
And I think that the book is uh, extraordinarily well done. Uh, the, the stories are different. They're, uh, they're inspirational. Two of the stories are from board members. Uh, one is that from the perspective of a dog that was uh, burned and abused and left to die and was rescued by um, Jane, who um, nursed him back to health, but in the process of being nursed back to health, he had a stroke. And so he's saying, oh, my gosh, this is, a, is this going to be a deal, deal breaker? Is she going to get rid of me? And uh, um, obviously she, she didn't, and he came around. And then her mother died, and I think two or three weeks or months later, her, uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so Jeb, the dog, says, I can't, um, I can't cook. I can't answer the door. I can't um, drive her to treatment, but I can lie here by her and show her how much I support her like she did me. It's just, it's an incredible story. Um, And I just want to congratulate you on getting the book done because getting this book done, now you have left a legacy. No one can ever take away that you didn't put your thoughts down and cause other people to put their thoughts down that will live forever. And uh, when I got my very first book done in 2009, which ironically is the same year you started We Will Survive Cancer, I was on uh-huh. roughly 50 radio shows that following year. And so I think this book and the people that have authored in this book are going to help really bring this, this mission you have to light. Well, thank you. I, I, I think so, too. It's, um, uh, it's caused uh, a lot of uh, interest and uh, talk. And uh, actually, people ordering uh, from Texas, where the book started out. Michelle was from Austin, Texas, and so it um, it, it's created quite a buzz. And I, I'm very grateful to you for that. Well, uh, you know, we both actually win really big on this because I, my mission, or the Umbrella Syndicate's mission, is to make a difference, and we know how much a book makes a difference. So. Thank you for taking us up on that challenge. Uh, we have a minute left, so why don't you share again where people can, the, the title of the book, where they can find it, and uh, your website, contact information. Um, the website is www.wewillsurvivecancer.org, and uh, the book signing is in Percival, Virginia, on January 10th from 3 to 5 at the Belly Love Brewery and Taproom. And um, <clears throat> you can call me or email me at uh, my phone number is 202-257-7930 or my email is gala at wewillsurvivecancer.org. Amazing, Gala. Nobody these days gives their, give out their phone numbers on the radio show. You're <laughs> really, truly a trooper. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud to be called your friend and be on your life and have you in my life. I I have to admit that when I spoke to you and I said, oh, this is what's happening with me, and I was having such a bad day, when I got home, I got this beautiful arrangement. It it was amazing from We Will Survive Cancer. When I read that card, I burst in tears, but those are tears of joy knowing that I had the support. I wanted to say that, you know, that was, one of the most incredible times because I was coming back from my treatment and I was feeling like nothing, nothing I could do would make me feel better. 
I was mm-hmm. feeling depressed, that I was feeling tired, I was feeling angry, and you made a difference. We will survive cancer was there for me at that moment. And it's not the flowers, not the arrangements. It's nothing but the love that I received at that time, and I felt it. And I, I wanted to say that you are amazing, and thank you so much for all you do for all of these families and for all of us. Well, thank you. That's, um, uh, I'm here for you, and you know that. You can call me whenever you need to. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up with that wonderful finish to the first segment. And actually, there was one more question or two that I wanted to go over with you, Gayla. So we'll start the second segment and then go right to Greg. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are back. This is the second segment. We just had a windstorm come in, so that was that uh, windstorm. We're outside in D.C. just enjoying this beautiful weather. And we have Gayla uh, from the first segment with uh, Don't Waste Your Cancer uh, and her organization, We Will Survive Cancer. And we just wanted to finish up a couple more questions, and we're going to go right over to Greg Babcock, who is one of the star chapters in the book. So, Gayla, I, uh, I meant to ask you how you felt about the book cover because there was a time literally like I think a week before we were going to print or two weeks before we were going to print that there was a conversation about how the book would relate to the person who was going to purchase the book. And Al Granger, Giselle, and I all said pretty much at the same time at a, at a publishing meeting, hey, what if we did this instead of what we had? So I'd like to share uh, – I'd like you to share – what your experience was with that and, and what the outcome has been as a result of that. Well, um, I totally agree with you that, but I, I didn't, uh, I wanted the book to be relative and, um, your idea of the, or, or the three of your ideas with the heart. And then, um, each of the persons that their story is featured in the book. There is a, a, a small picture that comprises the heart. The center is Michelle, and uh, her dog, which was uh, photographed by Bill Bastis in uh, Austin, Texas, and he wrote a wonderful book, Don't Waste My Smile, or The Smile Never Fades, I'm sorry. And um, then uh, Sharon Merrickin also is from uh, Austin, Texas, and uh, she was a dancer and put her entire story to dance, which was beautiful. 
And then all the other people that are around the heart, around Michelle, um, it's just, I think it's spectacular, and you were exactly right. It needed to be changed, and once I saw or understood what we were talking about, it all came together, and I love it. I think it's, uh, I, I I can't imagine a better cover. Yeah, I was really moved by the cover. Go ahead, Jill. That's what I'm talking about. Whenever you work with people who really love what they do and they work in collaboration and you accept the criticism because I'm pretty sure that it was so close to your heart. I remember picking up that phone and saying, Gayla, let's just do this powerfully. And you say, let's do it. And it was in five seconds, uh, our grandson and I were talking and Ken put that cover, like literally in five seconds, he drew the cover and I, and I said to him, Ken, what, what, what if we have the pictures of the survivors or the people that's already in heaven uh, on that book? And, and, and it was just the four of us working in collaboration, we came up with a book that it will change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I agree. For everybody that's listening out there, you have a book on you, in you, for you, to you, and to others. Please do not hesitate to contact us. We will help you. We'll guide you. We want you to tell your story. We want you to help others. A book, it's not that big of a deal to make if you have the right team behind you. And, Gayla, thank you again for trust us and, 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 you know, and Ken for being such a wonderful mentor. And, and all Grangers, if he is listening to the show right now, I wanted to say that it's a pleasure always to work with someone who has so much knowledge. Thank you guys for, for, for everything. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Al was extraordinarily generous in allowing me to even add a story of a, uh, a lane that I met uh, like a week before it was going to print. And we got her story in and um, her picture on the book. And, uh, and then... Michelle's mother came in at the last minute, too, and said, you know, it was really hard for her to try to put her story in print, but, but she did it and, it, and she has a beautiful story. So it's a, uh, it's a very inspirational book to me and, um, and to everyone that I know that's read it. Well, Gayla, we're going to head over to Greg in a second, but I just want to say that it's unfortunate and it's also fortunate that we we do judge a book by its cover because if you know the secret of why people judge a book by its cover, then you realize you have to have a cover that resonates with the person enough that they would actually say, well, what is this book about? And if your cover does not relate to people, they don't even care to purchase it no matter what's inside, no matter how powerful it would be. Your cover has to mimic how powerful the insight is, just like a business card that you hand to someone has to make a powerful statement that you're the person behind that business card. So I, I want to include that because you were receptive to taking a book that might have actually experienced an underwhelming exp- uh, uh, launch because people would see the cover and go, oh, okay, well, I might buy it or I might read it. But your cover was so amazing, the color, the meaning, the uh, the, the, the metaphors, everything about that cover made me want to say, this is going to go crazy on social media as well as people wanting to pick it up and read it. So, uh, Greg, I have to tell you, you are, I think, the only author that uh, we're bringing in to the, uh, to the uh, show here because of your chapter was just, it touched me so much. I 
actually read it two times, and then uh, I called Gail and I said, I have to buy five more books because I have to take Greg's chapter out and glue them into the book so I can read it five times in a row without having to turn the pages back. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so, Greg, I appreciate that. Congratulations on being published and congratulations on over, uh, overcoming cancer, but especially the way you did it. And I really want to devote most of the time for your segment to you sharing your story and inspiring people that may have cancer or maybe even giving some advice on how to avoid it. But the way you took on your battle with cancer blew me away. And so please just go into as much detail and length of your chapter. It won't spoil it. Most people will say, I have to buy this book now. So go for it. Sure, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate the invitation to be on your show, uh, Ken, and Gisela. That's a, uh, it's a real honor for me to share my story. Um, let's see, where do I begin? Um, in 07, uh, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer, and this is a very important point for all men to, to listen to this point. Just as women need to check uh, for lumps in their breasts on a regular basis. Guys need to, when they're in the shower, what have you, um, feel around down there and see if there's any irregularities or a mass or a bump and have it checked out. Uh, A question that came to me so very often is, how did you discover you had it? And men... uh, don't know to do something as simple as that procedure. So, uh, not knowing anything uh, about alternative cancer treatment at that time in 07, uh, I had uh, testicle removed and did radiation for uh, about eight weeks. Uh, Everything was fine, uh, just carried on my normal lifestyle. And three years ago, uh, I was having a you know, regular blood test, and my PSA level was was high, and so they wanted to do a CAT scan and more blood work and so forth. So they found it had come back, and it was on a lymph node right where the two main arteries split. Um, it's about right behind your belly button to split to go down into your legs, and it had uh, grown on a lymph node. So, I was, and just like the first time I said, okay, I have it, I can't do anything about it, let's fix it. So, I was very, you know, head down, shoulder to the wheel, and went for it in uh, 07, and didn't really think anything of it that it would ever come back. So, um, I went the typical direction of... Uh, talking to my urologist, got a second opinion, different urologist, went and uh, talked to three different oncologists. Every one of them said, go get the heavy chemo, get it over with, um, you know, go to Sloan Kettering. uh, And their story was exactly the same. So I thought, there's got to be a better way. So I went online and researched, Googled, alternative cancer treatment East Coast because I, I didn't think there was any, any uh, facility close to me. I thought I'd have to go to Philly or uh, Raleigh or what have you. And much to my surprise, there was a facility literally two miles from my office, which is awfully ironic, 
And, um, you know, I told my doctor friend about it, and he said, it's snake oil, stay away from it. It's, it's, it's not what it's, you know, it's being advertised to be. So very um, cautiously and with a chip on my shoulder because I didn't like the alternative of doing the conventional uh, treatments to either burn it out, poison it out, or cut it out, I went up and interviewed the director at the uh, alternative treatment center. And by the way, it's called Natural Horizons Wellness Center. I'm not, I'm not plugging it, but uh, that's the first location that I discovered. Where's it located? Uh, right on Route 50 and Waples Mill in Fairfax. It's like your first traffic light off of uh, when you get off of 66 on Route 50 going east. Well, go ahead and just say the name. Of, say the name of it again and the city and state. That way, people can uh, look it up. Sure, Natural Horizons Wellness Centers, and it's in Fairfax, Virginia, and it's naturalhorizonswellnesscenter.com. And and you can do your own research, which is one of the one of the important points I want to get across. Um, and anyone who can contact the Umbrella Syndicate, we can provide them uh, the information of the center as well. You can go and find us on Facebook, The Umbrella Syndicate, and you can go and find our, our website, theumbrellasyndicate.com. We will be glad to provide you whatever you need uh, as far as, of as information from the show. As well as I'll give you my phone number and email address as well as Gail did because I'm happy to talk to people. I've talked to probably 50 people uh, about uh, the protocol I went through. So I went and interviewed them, and to make a long story short, um, the uh, the big takeaway was the director looked at me and said, well, Greg, um, you know you have it, so let me ask you a question. What did you do to change your lifestyle in between when you had it the first time and now? And I looked at him cross-eyed and said, uh, uh, I have no idea. So that was a big takeaway because, uh, as as Giselle said, everyone has dormant cancer cells in their body. Um, what you put in your mouth has a huge determination whether those cancer cells become active or stay dormant. As Giselle pointed out, sugar and acidic foods are fertilizer for cancer. And that's that's not my original saying, but it is so spot on. So uh, I, I sent the procedure, the protocol of my treatment to my friend who's a very prominent ER doctor over in Maryland at uh, Shady Grove Hospital. And he's the one that said it was snake oil. And once I showed him the protocol, he said, you know, Greg, this is, this is okay. Go, go ahead with it. So what that was and this is another very important point. Um, after I did my research, I found the center. And before they do anything, they take your cancerous blood and send it to laboratory in Greece, which is the only place in the world that does this. They test your cancerous blood against the 35 different chemo drugs that are available. And it pinpoints the one, the two, or the three chemo drugs that kill your particular cancer. Then what they also do, which just blew me away, 
is they also identify natural supplements that prevent, stop, or kill your particular cancer. And in my case, it was um, mataki mushroom extract, uh, cinnamon bark extract, and, and let's see, three other ones. So to this day, I still take that to make sure I, I remain cancer-free. So they start the protocol with um, getting your immune level back up to 100%. And this is a very important point. Anyone that has cancer, your immune level is suppressed for whatever reason. It could be diet, uh, lifestyle, uh, illness, past illness, what have you. So I did a regimen of um, four weeks of supplements, high doses, ultra-high doses of vitamin C. Don't let anybody ever tell you that vitamin C is bad for you. Um, and, and several other supplements so that um, uh, your, my immune level was back up to where it should be. And that's, that's another important factor why a lot of people die of cancer because your immune level is never addressed. And I've seen diets from the large cancer treatment centers, and it's, it's mind-bogglingly bad. So uh, after that period, then they started what's called IPT, or insulin potenti- potentiation therapy. So what that is, is once they've identified, in my case it was three uh, chemo uh, drugs, it's low dose, meaning I only got a 10% dose of those three chemos. And during this time, I still kept the uh, immune therapy going. So as I like to say, and I think I said it in the book, I was a closet smoker. I didn't smoke a lot, but there's a bumper sticker, cancer cure smoking. Well, I quit smoking. Uh, I increased my exercise. I went... Um, on a totally alkaline diet, meaning I, I drank nothing but alkaline water and still do to this day. Um, I cut out all acidic foods. Uh, I cut out sugar. I wasn't a huge sugar consumer, but in my case, it was a little too much. Hey, Greg, uh, and, Greg can I interject? Yes. Can you give examples of acidic, yes, foods that, acidic foods that are not good to have in your diet when you're having uh, cancer? Or, red or, meat. Uh, uh, lots of red meat. Um, gosh, I'll uh, I'll post. I'll send to you. There's a, a chart of uh, acidic foods, but I, I, I will tell you the the alkaline foods. Uh, I, I do know better. Um, uh, grains, sea grains, sprouts. Some of the most nutrient dense foods on the planet, such as seaweed, kelp. Uh, then you have sprouts. Um, uh, Surfluous vegetables such as broccoli, asparagus, um, um, kale. Um, so I, I basically cut out all, well, I did cut out all red meat. I strictly ate freshwater fish, very important. Never, never, ever eat any farm raised fish. I don't care how good they say it is, it's loaded with chemicals and it's horrible for you. Um, and, uh, like I said, cut out all sugar, cut all, out all acidic foods, uh, acidic foods. And you can Google it, uh, and they'll, 
you pull up a list of acidic foods or, or alkaline foods, and I urge everyone to, to follow that. Um, so uh, I started off with a golf ball size uh, growth on my lymph node. Um, they did, a, by the way, uh, to back up, they did a biopsy to confirm that it was cancerous prior to the treatment. And uh, so over 12 weeks, you know, this is another very important point. During 12 weeks, I never missed a day of work. Only a little bit of my hair fell out, and it grew back in even thicker, and it's wavy now. It's funny. And I only felt ill once. Twelve weeks, completely cancer-free. So um, people need to do their research. Oncologists, which I have a very low opinion of, they're just businessmen. They, they create a disease to sell you a procedure. Well, we, we're actually down to 30 seconds. So, Greg, I wanted to uh, okay. give you an opportunity to share how people can reach you and, and what you do in this world as well. Sure, as, absolutely. Uh, my email address is g.babcock at babcockaa.com. Babcock spelled B-A-B-C-O-C-K. Uh, my phone number is 703-675-3757. I'm in Fairfax, Virginia. But the, the big takeaway I, I want to leave everybody with is do your research. You're not going to die tomorrow. Trust me. The oncologist will terrify you, and everyone's heard this story. They want people in the hospital the next day, the next Monday morning. Do your research. Take a deep breath. There are alternative treatments out there that are a cure for cancer, um, there, there are many alternative methods. This is just the one that I found locally, and people come from all over the world to this facility. But do your research. Get second and third and fourth opinions. It's your life. It's that important. Well, Greg, thank you very much for th- that amazing segment of information. You have no idea how many people that are hearing this can actually take that information and have a life-changing experience. So you made a, a real no big difference. Has- no one has to die of cancer. No one needs to lose body parts. There's alternatives that work. Thank you, Greg. Okay, we're going to cut to uh, the My break, pleasure. and we'll be back for the third segment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is... 
This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we're back for the final segment. This is Ken Roshan, and I am sad because the time goes by so quick, but uh, what an opportunity by Voice America for us to amplify such great people as Gayla, Greg, and Trish. So, uh, Gisela, why don't you take over and introduce your friend and amazing leader? Well, what a segment. Thank you, Greg, for all you, you, know, you, you shared with us. And I, now we have here Trish, and, and Trish, she is, she is really a warrior. She is a... She is a, a, an angel, uh, somebody that it, it, it's really close to my heart, and it's somebody that's actually going through with me step by step on on what I am treating, what I'm doing. Um, she's clearly the person and the reason that I'm having so much strength strength right now to keep on going. And you know, um, I, I I have to say, Trish, you need a lot of time for this show, and and. And I have to introduce you and just let you talk, girl. Thank you. I am I'm completely blessed and humbled by your invitation. Thank you so very much. And Happy New Year to everybody. And I was touched by all your stories and your books, and I can't wait to order them myself. Perfect. And then you, you got it. And we'll be sending you a copy for sure. And we're very interested, and the listeners probably be there now, like, what else is there for me to know? So, Trish, I would like for you to, to talk to us about, you know, um, a little bit about how you, you had to go through so many treatments and, and, and how, you know, you have tons of stories. There's tons of books, by the way, on, uh, in you, on you, for you, for us, and I can emphasize enough, and I know for sure that I would be the person pushing you to put all those stories, each of those, one book. Um, and I, I, I need you, please, please, please show people that there is things out there and, and, and tell them and, and, and leave your contact information, leave, you know, the doctors and the people that you relate to, um, I'm going to leave this whole segment for you because I know you need a lot of time and, and we're just going to just be quiet and listen to you because you're amazing. Thank you, uh, Trish. Thank you, darling. Um, where do I begin? I, I started with this when I was approximately 18 years old. On the 14th of this month, I'll be 48 years old. So just to tell you, it's been a long journey for me. Um, when I was 18 years old, I was diagnosed with a cervical dysplasia. And back in the day, they would say, you know, that was from being promiscuous, but that is very untrue. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that one, although cancer did not run through my family, um, everybody does carry the, the gene of the disease, the, um, just the whole effect of cancer in our lifetime. You know, it's our lifestyle, it's the way we live, it's the way we breathe, it's the way we eat. Um, after going through that and finding out that that was it, I had gone through several different surgeries and it had gone away, at least I thought. In fact, what it was doing, it was hiding inside my body. When um, they also told me that I wasn't able to have any children 
and I have two wonderful boys, one who's 20 and one who's seven, and they were my inspiration, and they are the reason for me, you know, breathing, living, doing what I do today, because I look at them, and they give me my strength. When they told me that um, I wasn't going to have any children, and I had gotten pregnant, I was a high-risk pregnancy. I had at the time owned a business in Manhattan and I sold my business immediately and I stayed nine months like still. I did nothing because I just wanted to have this child so badly. After the birth of my child, when he was about four years old, I went to the gynecologist and they told me um, the first time that everything was fine. The second time when I had gone back, they had missed my cancer in a pap smear. And at that time, I was diagnosed with third-stage cervical cancer. Now, understand that when I was around 16 years old, I had seen my mother's best friend die of breast cancer. And she was so emaciated that it just left such an imprint on me that I remember that day standing in her room stating, I never want to die like that. I want to die with dignity. I'm never going to be in that type of a situation. So when I had gone to the oncologist and they said to me that I had third stage cervical cancer, of course, I was shocked. You know, I was by myself. I was shocked. I was overwhelmed. And I looked at the doctor and he said, listen, Patricia, he said, you need heavy chemotherapy and radiation right away. Otherwise, you're going to die. And if you're not going to take any of these treatments, I advise you, and he puts his arm around me, he says, go home and get your affairs in order. You know, it's so odd because I've told this story a million times, and every time I, I tell it, I still get the same exact memory as I did that very day. So I remember getting in my car, and I was driving, and I drove for about two and a half hours until I reached the end of the island, and I couldn't go anymore. And I turned around and I drove back and I pulled over on the side of the road and I got profusely sick and I'm throwing up and I got really upset and I was like, I am not going to let this take me, nor am I going to die seeing the way my mother's friend died. So I decided at that very moment that I was not going to go the traditional way, that I was going to go a holistic way, alternative way, as you may call it. And I decided to tell nobody. Because I realized that your friends and the people that you're with, if they are in a traditional um, background, they're not going to be open to what you're taking. So it was in my best interest to focus all my energy on myself. And yes, that's being a little bit selfish, but that's what you need to do in order to survive. Because my main focus was raising my son. And the idea of him calling somebody else mom was just out of the question. So... Um, the doctor that I was with at the time, he, you know, he had called, he was doing a lecture in Russia and he had called me and he was like, so how did everything go? I said, listen, um, Bill, I have third stage cervical cancer. And he says, that's impossible. I said, no. I said, but I decided that I'm not going to do the chemotherapy and radiation, that um, I want to go a holistic route. And I know that you're going to help me get better. He said, Patricia, you really need to take all your options. I said, there is no options. I made my decision. This is what I'm going to do. You're going to find me a, a cure and get me better. I said, I, I know you can do it. He says, but I'm not really that familiar with, with that type of cancer. I says, no, 
I know. It's just a knowing inside of my soul that I was going to be okay. So we had gone on a journey. He flew me all around the world. And um, we had gone to several different countries. And we picked out the best modalities that they were treating for cancer at the time. So I was literally a guinea pig. And I didn't care. Because if they said jump, I said how high. And if they said take this, I would drink it, say a prayer, drink it. And as I was drinking it, I felt it carrying me. So um, now we go to Europe, Russia, China, Italy. Um, I, I can't even begin to tell you the doctors that got involved. He had gotten a cadre of doctors together. And everybody was sending me everywhere to get something. Finally, I, I realized that, you know, here I am. I didn't tell anybody. I went to the attorneys. I wrote out my will. And I says, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to try everything possible that they had given me. Not realizing the detox that your body goes through as you're taking each modality. I had flown over to Peru, and I studied in the Amazon with a shaman out there. And he had did this special prayer ceremony for me. And I remember that he looked at me and he says, Patricia, you have to put together everything. Cancer isn't just a disease. It's a mind, body, spirit. So if your body has cancer, then your mind has cancer and your spirit has cancer. And that was so profound for me because I found that it is true. Cancer is mind, body, spirit. Cancer for me wasn't a death sentence. It was actually a blessing. I think every day that I had it, and I thank that because it changed me as a person, changed me as a mother, changed me as a friend, changed the way I think, the way I eat. It's a lifestyle change, and that's what people don't understand. They get, the, you know, back when this first came out, it was like you couldn't even say cancer. It was the C word. Oh, she's got the C. You know, today I speak about it like if it's having anything else. You just need to accept what you have and be able to say, okay, this is the situation. What are we going to do now? So I then went back to school and I studied exactly every single treatment they had given me. I wanted to know where, how, what. You know, I wanted to know how it ingested in my body, what was going to be the cons, the pros. And either way, at the end of the day, I figured if God would let me survive this, then I would dedicate the rest of my life to giving back. And that's exactly what I do. I dedicate the rest of my days to giving back. So, you know, when people ask me as I lecture, well, what was the one thing that made you get over the hump? It's not just one thing. Yes, it is food. Yes, it's a lifestyle change. It's a, it's a, a way of thinking. It's the way you present yourself. It's the way you, you say your words. It's the way you project to other people. You know, I've had several types of therapies. I've had ozone therapy, oxygenation therapy, biophotonic therapy, um, nutrition. I took 75 vitamins a day, 25 in the morning, 25 in the afternoon, 25 at night. I did yoga, qigong, tai chi. I started juicing. I drank green foods because you have to understand that cancer lives in an acidic environment as the other speakers spoke about. It is very true. It's like a fish tank. You have a fish tank and you have beautiful, gorgeous fish in this fish tank. But if you don't take care of it and make the the water in the fish tank alkalinized, the fish are going to get sick and die. Your body is the same way. 
you want to keep your body alkalinized. The more you oxygenate your body, the less disease can live in your body. I was fortunate enough, I mean, up until today, I still do my therapies. Um, I still take oxygenation therapies. I still take biophotonic therapy, which is a light therapy. It's almost like a cleansing of the blood. You know, people don't realize that with this type of therapy that it cures um, so many things, viral infections, HIV, hepatitis, um, mumps, bacterial infections, pneumonia, uh, wound infections, pancreatitis, uh, E. coli. And um, they just don't know. They don't do the research. They take... Listen, I have, I, I'm not saying that I'm against the traditional medicines. For some, it's great. For me, it wasn't. It was a, it was a personal choice. You know, I can't promise that somebody out there who listens to my story and they do the exact same thing, that that's going to help them. But I can tell you this. Knowledge is power. And with the right knowledge, you have the power to heal yourself. You know, people say you can't walk on fire. Untrue. I've walked on fire. I've done the fire walk to show myself how powerful and how strong one's mind can really be. So um, I find that the, all, with all the different therapies that are out there, when you're doing your research, you have to be open enough to accept what you're taking in, open enough to understand and do the research on it, and don't leave everything up to the doctors. Wow. This is amazing, Trish. Um, I, I can't believe how much, you know, we have to share in this show, and uh, we, we honestly have to bring you back for sure. I would love to come back. I really would love to come back. Um, I, I don't know how much time you have left. I, we are actually, we're completely out of time. So thank you so much, Trish. You uh, mesmerized us, and uh, we are out. We, you've been amplified, and we will have you back. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year. Thank you, darling. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.